a story, I've got a story, we've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hey, everybody, what's up? It's good to have you back for another episode of Beyond the Bank. Today, I'm sitting and chatting with my good friend and fellow Leadership Albany board member, Mary Beth Hobby, one half of the marketing tag team, Mad Lab. Welcome, Mary Beth. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Now, Mary Beth, you and I have known each other for a few years now, having both spent a good bit of time in the banking world and in marketing. So there's any number of interesting things we could talk about. But today, I'd really like to hone in on another venture that you and I have in common, and that's Leadership Albany. It's no secret that uh, you've been incredibly active in recent years helping to revamp and revitalize the Leadership Albany program. And as the current chair of our board, there's no better person to share some of the exciting stuff we've got cooking now that the community is starting to reemerge from the COVID cocoon we've all been living in the past year. But before we jump into the details of what we're currently working on, for the benefit of those listeners who might not be familiar with Leadership Albany, give us a brief overview of what Leadership Albany is, you know, kind of the mission of the whole thing. Well, Leadership Albany was established in 1984. And to put it simply, our mission is to grow effective leaders for our community. And we do that by engaging them, emerging them and things that are going on in our community, um, conversations that must be had uh, in the workplace and just in daily life to make our community stronger. And that's that's pretty much just the gist of it right there. Growing effective leaders for our community. Now, Mary Beth, you've kind of explained the mission, identifying leaders, uh, giving them exposure they need to understand our community. But the program today is much different than the program that I went through and what it looked like in its inception. Yes, it is. Talk to me a little bit about how it has evolved over time and what a, someone who's going through that class might see today that was different than than what it used to be. You know, Brad, the program was different than when I went through it. Um, and, you know, I'm one of those people when they say, what year did you go through? I'm like, I have no clue. I don't even remember my class year. Um, but the program was originally designed and you did a lot of industry tours. You know, you went to P&G, you went to the Marine base. And yeah, that was pretty cool because, you know, like seeing them make toilet paper is actually kind of interesting, especially during COVID. And, um, you know, you start to really value that P&G is in our backyard. But what we were discovering is that we were exposing them to a lot that Albany had to offer, but we weren't really teaching them anything. We weren't instructing them on anything. And what, you know, I was actually sitting on the chamber board when this conversation came up and I was in charge of the leadership division. And I had all these businesses coming to me and telling me, you know, we we need more instructional growth for our leaders, that they're lacking some interpersonal skills, some soft skill training. and you know, we tried to engage with the former leadership Albany and it just wasn't working. So the chamber said, okay, we're going to offer our own leadership institute. Well, what we found is that we were completely on the instructional side. We weren't offering them any tours or any time to engage with our fellow class members. And so it didn't work. And so what we discovered is that you learn from mistakes and you learn through lessons and that we needed was a hybrid of those two programs. And that's what we put together the past couple of years. And it has worked like a charm. I think the business community is pretty excited about it. The class members that are coming out of it are excited about it. I can tell you from just being the chairman of the board and having 18 people who show up regularly to board meetings, we're excited about what we're growing here in Albany. That's pretty cool. So, so if I'm hearing you correctly, we've got 
we're identifying future leaders. We're getting them involved in their Albany community, greater understanding. But then we're also giving them real skills and tools that they can utilize no matter the industry, no matter where they are. Oh, yeah. We're talking about diversity training. We're talking about intercommunication skills that learning how to speak um, cross generations. You know, you we have people here that are baby boomers that haven't retired yet. We have people that are Gen Z. And then you have those millennials that are thrown in. So you have to learn to work as a team in those type of environments. And most of it's team building training, learning how to build successful teams. Um, they go through this cool thing called Emergenetics. And if you've never done Emergenetics, I'm a huge fan. You end up talking about yourself in colors. And I'm all red, yellow. I'm, you know, all creative, all communicative, and everybody has um, a color code. So you can be organiza- like organization-driven, you can be technical-driven. And what you learn is not, yeah, you do find out what you are, but what you learn is how to build a solid team to work with you. You don't need a bunch of Mary Beths. You don't need a bunch of red yellows. You need a whole mixture to make the team work. And that's what we we instill in them, we give them that capability to go back and build successful teams at their businesses. Now, you know, obviously Leadership Albany being a local nonprofit organization doesn't have the ability to do that training. We don't have experts on the ready. So talk to me a little bit about the uh, Fanning partnership that we have. Yes, we team up with the Fanning Institute at the University of Georgia. Go dogs for all of you uh, Georgia graduates out there. Um, and the Fanning Institute has the ability to have specialists in each of these fields that we're talking about. We talk about diversity training. We have these people that come in and they're teachers of diversity. And we actually actually don't even call it diversity. We actually call it hard conversations, learning to have those constructive conversations at the workforce. Um, so we bring in team members from Fanning who do this instructional classes that we offer um, for the soft skills and the hard skills that we, we deliver at Leadership Albany. We don't look at ourselves as the experts. We hire the experts to come in and teach those skills. That's pretty cool. Now, you know, we've had a couple of years of the blended program now. So obviously we've gotten some feedback from those who have attended the class and from our local businesses. And and I think you could always look at how well it's received by the amount of, you know, nominations, applications you've got. So talk to me a little bit about the reception that the organization has gotten from the business community and from people who've been through the class since we've made some of these changes. It has been incredible, to be honest. Like, I was really worried about how this was going to go. Like, you're talking about changing a program that was established in 1984. And we came in and we completely revamped it. But the business community was super receptive because we heard them and what they needed for their leaders. And we delivered that. But also the class members were super receptive. But what we saw is not only that we had that great understanding of what they needed in delivering it, but we saw this greater connection to the community and nominations just skyrocketed. Like this year, we had close to 144 nominations and um, we should probably see half that in applications. And then we will drill down that number, which I don't do math. So let's just say it's 90. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have Judd here beside me to do the math, but let's just say that we'll drill down that 90 to 30 um, class members for the class of 2022, class of 2022. Can't believe we're saying 2022. But um, so we're super excited. We, there's a demand to be in the program. Um, what I like to tell people is, you know, I'm that type A personality. If you didn't want me and you denied my application, why would I reapply? But it's supposed to be competitive. It's supposed to be competitive. That makes it valuable. That means that what we're teaching is valuable. What they're learning is valuable. And um, 
I, I like that it's competitive. So I would tell that type A personality like myself that got rejected, keep applying, keep applying. There, we form this class. This class is not made up of a banker, a teacher, a white male, a black female. That's not how we make this class. This class is made up of voices and those voices that make up our community that need to be heard. And so every year it's like putting together a puzzle. And so this year we might need um, a white educator or this year we might need an African-American banker. But it's a puzzle piece. Next year, we're going to need something different. And so we encourage all those voices to be heard at the table every single time. And that's why our board is made up and reflects what our community looks like. Well, and that's important for an organization to reflect what their true community is. And I like the idea, too. I mean, let's face it, Mary Beth, if you go into any workforce anywhere in the in Albany or in the greater world, you're not going to have a bunch of people that all look the same. It's going to be diverse. There's going to be a good mix of people. So I think it would lend itself to the class to have that kind of diversity of voices and thought in the group. I, I just feel like if I worked with um, three or four more Mary Beths, I, I would shoot myself. Like I, I would too. No, I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> I, I discovered in my 41 years that I don't need a team that looks like me. I need a team that looks exactly the opposite of me because those voices need to be heard. And that's what Leadership Albany is all about. It's all about creating a reflection of your community to lead your community. That's that's pretty fantastic. And I'm glad to hear that it's been so well received and that we're seeing that kind of traction, you know, with the community. Now, you know, one other change that the, the, the organization has been working on and we've talked about it a lot in recent board meetings is trying to, you know, leadership all when we talk about it, it's an organization. But every year we have a class when we're teaching people and then they graduate from the class and they go on to be leaders. But sometimes we lose sight of the fact that we have alumni, people who have been through this class. Talk to me about Leadership Albany's efforts to try to expand what we're doing beyond just offering that leadership class, what, you know, continuing education stuff that that other leaders can utilize or past leaders can to help strengthen their skills or offer something else to our business community. You know, I think um, the smart thing of any leaders is recognizing your weakness. One of our weaknesses is how we engage our alumni. We've got to do better. And that's one of the things that we've been working on and we'll continue to work on in years ahead is reengaging that alumni. Um, you know, it's just like when we said go dogs earlier. We're still alumni of University of Georgia, and we we have that love. We want them to have that love and affection for Leadership Albany, and we got to continue to build that. But one of the things that we have done in recent years is we are offering LeaderCast, and we are super excited about LeaderCast. Um, LeaderCast is an opportunity for us to plug in some of the top speakers in the country that focus in on certain topics, um, and it's we don't have that opportunity to go to Atlanta every day to see a speaker, but with LeaderCast, we're bringing those right to your front door. Um, and we had, we sold out last year or excuse me, in 2019 within like, you know, 20 days and had 300 people in attendance. And it was one of the best things that we have ever done. And so we offer that to our alumni. We offer that to our sponsors. We offer that to our class members. And it's another chance to continue leadership opportunities and growth. And that's the main thing is continuing to offer them not just chances to get together to mix and mingle and network, but actually to continue growth as leaders. We're not done, Brad. You still got work to do. <laughs> I didn't walk. I didn't graduate from the class of fully formed leader. It's something I'm still working on today. I mean, I think that's the one thing that we all have to recognize is that we all have weaknesses and we all have places and areas that we need to learn and grow. Apparently, math is one of mine. We'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But, you know, that's the main thing that Leadership Albany is continuing to offer them, our alumni, our class members, those opportunities to be successful leaders in their work 
and at home. And that's only going to benefit our community in the long run. anyway. Exactly. I love that synergy. One other change we've had in recent years that I think is is worth noting. Um, we've changed our class year and a couple of reasons for that, one of which was trying to get in line with Leadership Georgia. Talk to me a little bit about about the connection to Leadership Georgia and kind of why we made the change to a calendar year class versus our traditional starting in the fall sort of school year type. Not a problem. Um, Leadership Georgia is um, a big part of our design of Leadership Albany. I'm not going to hide behind that. I was a graduate of Leadership Georgia. It was one of the best programs I've ever been through. And that's when I realized that Leadership Albany had a lot of work to do. And so I came back and I grabbed about five other graduates of Leadership Georgia that were sitting here in Albany. And I said, we are going to revamp Leadership Albany. And we got to work immediately because Leadership Georgia did a couple of good things. Emergenetics came from them and it was a great program. And the hard conversations came from them. The learning to trust your class members and that network that you have to go through a lot together before you're able to have that hard conversation about all kinds of things um, all came from Leadership Georgia. And the schedule it, it just made better sense. And the schedule that run January through the end of the year, it just, it feels like a smarter class year. You can call the class the year that they are instead of 2020 slash 21. Um, but, you know, summers are hard and it's hard to get anybody together during the summer. People want to travel. So it makes sense. Our schedule starts in January. And we start off meeting with the class and letting them have like a lot of um, networking and icebreakers to get to know each other. And they run January through May, take off June, July, kick back up in August and they graduate in November. Um, so it just made sense for us. And we continue to rely on our Leadership Georgia background and experiences to continue to grow the Leadership Albany program. And I think it's one of the reasons we've had so much success is we don't hide behind the changes that we made. We, we're very grateful for them. I mean, changes are made for a reason. And if they're the right reasons, we should embrace that. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> I, I'm in agreement with you. Next year, that process is pretty much done, but we're going to be, you know, next spring, we'll be opening back up for the next group and we want future leaders to get involved. Yes, we totally want. I love it. I love it. Now, Mary Beth, we've barely scratched the surface of, the, you know, numerous things we could be discussing in regard to Leadership Albany. I think it'd be near impossible to discuss all aspects of it. But before we wrap up, I, I do want to get a little bit personal with you. Um, you know, as the chair of the board right now, you're the logical spokesperson for the organization. Uh, but seeing as I sit on the board and, you know, I know how much work you've put in the last few years, I could hear it just in the stories you've told today. Um, there is a definitive personal Mary Beth excitement about Leadership Albany and, and what it's about. Talk to me a little bit about why it's so important to you and, you know, why you, there's so much energy and passion on your side of the table. Brad, I, you know. You're welcome. You know, I sit here because of one program. And I'll tell you, it's Georgia 4-H. The reason I sit before you right now is Georgia 4-H. It's the reason I'm a business owner. It's the reason I, I went to the University of Georgia. It opened so many doors for me. I saw what one leadership program could do for a high school kid. I know that a leadership program in Albany could be the changing catalyst for our community. And that's why I invest in Leadership Albany. It's the same thing that the reason I walked out of Leadership Georgia and said, we have to have a better program here locally. So one program can make a difference in a kid. It can make a difference in an adult. So why can't Leadership Albany do that in our community? 
And so that's why I invest so much of my time in it. That's why I'm committed to its success. That's why when I go into a business or I stand before a business owner that's telling me that they need something for a leadership Albany to do in terms of a skill set, um, I look at them in the eye and I'm like, we can deliver that. And so um, one program built me. And I think we can build a better Albany with Leadership Albany. I love that. That's so that's so awesome to hear. And, uh, you know, it just seems like such an exciting time in our community right now. And I, and I really think that the, the feeling I get is because of the enthusiasm of people like yourself who are getting involved in things that matter to them personally, and, but who understand, too, the benefit it could have on the greater good. That's I, to know, be commended. I was sitting with a... Um, with a coworker and she, she was asking me, what can I get involved in? What can I get involved in? That'll make a difference. And, you know, like I was sitting there and I was kind of like picking my brain. I was like, really, what can she do? That's going to make a huge difference. And, you know, when you're, when you're sitting in front of someone that's really asking you that question and you don't have a pivotal answer for her immediately off the top of your head, then your community is needing something. And Leadership Albany can be that, but we have to step up to the plate. We have to engage more um, leaders to be involved in the program. We have to re-engage our alumni. We have to bump up our sponsorship so that our businesses are being impacted. There's so much that we can do in this community, but we all have to roll up our sleeves and pull up our boots and get to work. And um, I'm willing to do it. And I know you are willing to do it. And um, so I have faith that Leadership Albany can be the catalyst as long as we continue to make the program relevant. The program can't get stodgy and it can't be old. It has to be relevant to what's going on in the world today and what's going on in Albany today. I agree. I agree. And I think it's critical too, quite honestly, Mary Beth, to continue to get, to have leaders like yourself who are willing to give back and get involved and continue to be involved. And I'm not the only others. one. I can tell you the that Leadership Albany Board of Directors that you're a part of, it is made up of some of the best people, but some of us are serving our second and third term on Leadership Albany. Like I was on the board way back when, and when they asked me to be on it again, I was like, uh, I'm not really sure. Then I went through Leadership Georgia and I was like, yeah, I'm coming back and I'm going to change this program. Um, but I didn't do it alone. And it is made up of 18 board of directors that rotate off in, and on. And I have never felt so much energy than the past two years being in that room with those board of directors who are not only committed to the class, but are committed to making Albany better. Yeah, it's, it's palpable and it's pretty awesome to see. Well, Mary Beth, I can't thank you enough for all the you know hard work and energy you've put into leadership Albany and just into the Albany community in general over the years. It's uh, you know you're 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 a great citizen to have in our community. So I thank you for that, and I want to thank you too for taking the time to come in today uh, and sitting for a Beyond the Bank interview. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. I'll, I'll try to be more on topic next time. <laughs> Next time we're talking about something else, though, marketing, Georgia Bulldogs, anything. You That'll know. work. We can talk a little, <laughs> little Georgia Bulldogs for sure. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, Mary Beth. Well, Mary Beth, I think that about covers everything I hoped that we would talk about today. I want to thank you once again for taking the time to come in and sit with me. This wraps another episode of ABNT's Beyond the Bank, where we tell the incredible stories of the wonderful people that make up the rich tapestry of the Albany area community. Until next time. <laughs>